Today is going to be a different kind of episode. We are talking party planning and event planning and what happens when you're not a spiritual entrepreneur but you're spiritual and how to bring that into your life and how to protect yourself from energy and all kinds of stuff. So you're going to want to tune in to this conversation I had with one of my girlfriends. Get ready. Hello and welcome to Those Late Night Visitors. I'm your host, Stephanie Marie, a psychic medium and spiritual business mentor. Having been a medium since I was a child, I am wildly passionate about mediumship, spirituality, intuition, the paranormal, and everything in between. This podcast is going to blow your mind with all things psychic and witchy. And if you're not a believer yet, I promise you that will change. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to it. Hello, hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of Those Late Night Visitors. Today, I am jamming out with one of my girlfriends, Adriana, who lives super close to me, and I had the pleasure of working with at a psychic fair last year that she put together. She is also an entrepreneur that has a few different businesses under her umbrella. So Adriana, why don't you introduce yourself and tell everybody the magic you bring to the world? Hi, Stephanie. Thank you for having me on. My name is Adriana. And I am an entrepreneur. I have event planning business and an organizing business. The event planning business was a college report. And it was for a marketing class. And I said, okay, let me just start this business for a year. So I got my tax ID number and that was 13 years ago. So that's what I've been doing. I did work at a full-time job for about 24 three years and then COVID, everything stopped. And I was able to expand more because I decided I'd never want to go into an office again. So I do a lot of things that are part-time and I love it. I wish I started early in my life. I'm 49, but I serve now. I plan parties. I plan parties for the town. I do face painting, glitter tattoos. I have a couple of food truck festivals that I'm doing. I just love being out there, being in the community, meeting new people. And that's basically it. You are speaking very humbly about everything that you do because you do have a very amazing energy to everything that you do. You're also leaving out something super important that you are also super spiritual. And you use your intuition to help guide you through all of these. So now being being a service-based entrepreneur, but somebody that does in-person things, how do you Mm -hmm. use your intuition in, in your business? Well, I am surrounded by lots of people and because I'm an empath, I do try to block a lot. Because my head would explode and I have OCD, so it doesn't mesh well. But I can always tell if something's off. I have lots of dreams more than anything. My 
sister who is very intuitive she does readings now and she's good and a lot of readers have told me why do you hide your gifts keep going and I was like well uh, I don't want people to talk to me because <laughs> it's so frustrating you know I treat all my clients like family like yes, I'm even though you're supposed to be professional I am professional to the point but when I see a client I walk and hug them and that's how I do things. You can always tell when the aura is bad. You could just tell from the air as soon as you walk in. Sometimes the air is thick and I just have to regroup and stay grounded as much as I can. So now you you mentioned that you're an empath and, and a medium as well, because you said you started your business later in life, but how did you know you were empathic? Like, how did you know you had these intuitive abilities? When did that start for you? I always had it. I, I always had it. And I would just know things like I'd say to my friends, did this person call you? They're going to call you. And then one of my friends, I called him one time and I was like, are you okay? You just got into a car accident. He goes, I did. I was like, I saw it. Huh. And he was like, okay. Like, <laughs> I think I was 14 at the time. I think I just always had it. And I think from what my sister said, my mother had it too. I've always had it. It doesn't scare me, but I do like helping people. Like I do have messages. My boss one time, we didn't really get along and I got a message and I was like, oh God. And I asked somebody and I said, do I have to give this person a message? And they're like, you don't have to, but you should. So I walked in her office and I was like, I have a message for you from my angels. And they're telling me that you're not happy. She was, I'm very happy. I said, I'm a great actress too. (laughs) And I was like, you need to meditate more this and that. And then she started to cry. And then we got along better after that. (laughs) So you also have claircognizance, it sounds like. See, you're so humble. You're like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) I know in past lives, I was a nurse. I helped people. I was a temple prostitute. (laughs) Now, okay, let's talk. Let's go down the road of past lives then. Okay. Because I actually haven't really spoken about past lives. So let's go there. So first of all, so since you've had your gifts since you were a child and you've always had them, you don't know life without them. When did you realize past lives were a thing? And how did you learn about your past lives? I went to a reader who did past lives. I I kept getting deja vu a lot. Like a lot of deja vu. It was really strange. Do you remember the gallery? Well, it just closed. So I walked by, there used to be a Sabaros. Every time I would walk by there, I'd be like, like something happened there. I know I've always got like killed or I'm obsessed with cults and I know that I was in a cult one of my friends she just looked at me and she was like you were having intercourse and, and you died but by accident by doing s and I'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> she goes thousands of people would come to you huh for temple prostitution yeah they would pay me millions and I was like, well, 
poor now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're not poor. You're not poor. Let's fix that mindset right there. Right. Right. I do know, like I got killed in my past lives. I know that. And it's just from going to different readings. I just have feelings. It's the fear. I think it's the OCD too. It's just, I have that fear of the unknown or the fear of doom. And so how do you, because that, I mean, you know, the fear of doom, you can't constantly live with that. So how do you tackle that in, in your everyday? Right. Well, I'm on medication. I meditate. The year 2020 was kind of a let go thing for me. I lost my job after 23 years, but it wasn't serving me any purpose. A friend of mine, 10 years, just got herself into trouble. It's just cold turkey that. And one of my ex-boyfriends passed away. He was like one of my best friends. But I was, as much as I loved him and was so upset, I was so relieved because I didn't have to worry about him anymore. So the last couple of years, I've been really good. And I know, you know, they do say when toxic things leave, you can circle around. And, you know, of course, it's not 100% proof, but I love working from home. I have a small part-time job. I babysit. I serve. I do my parties. I Whatever. I do whatever. People want me to do whatever. I'm like, okay. And I love it. I love it. Well, and the fear that you put together last year was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It was, so for the listeners, it was a psychic fair, but more with a holistic spin on it because you had chiropractors there. You had like holistic products there, if I remember correctly. It was a little bit of everything. It was good. It turned out to be okay. It turned out to be like, Good. I think if I do another one, I would do it in a different place because I didn't have a good experience with that place. And one of the vendors, she upset me Mm -hmm. and I hold all my feelings in and I got Reiki from this person. And before I know it, I was saying, you did this, you hurt me. And then I felt bad because I thought I hurt her and she felt bad because she hurt me. Right. But it's just amazing the power of Reiki also, because every time I do get Reiki, they're like, why is your throat chakra closed? And then right after I get it, I'm telling people off. <laughs> I try to say more. I try to be in my power, my empress power. Mm-hmm. You tell me I have to be the boss BI, you know, I'm trying. I think, you know, because we've been connected at- for over a year already. Right. And, and you also had a reading, right? That I was supposed to come into your life. I remember when I first met you, you said one of your mentors told you that somebody's going to come in your life. So universe works really well. And I love that about that. Yeah. And I mean, so. you being so empathic too, I think is part of the reason I'm so drawn to you because you get it. You know, you get it. You don't think I'm crazy. You don't I'm overreacting like you feel it and it was you know I do want to speak to the fair just because I do I do think overall it was a great day I do thank you thank Um, you I worked hard it was interesting to me though because we had a bunch of readers there 
right? right. So we had a bunch of different kinds of psychics. And each of our energies was so different. Oh, totally. And it was interesting to me to see the difference in what the clientele was drawn to. You know, like some of us had people waiting for us when others weren't as busy all day. And that was just a clear sign of the energy that we right. were all emanating and we were all putting out. And that was a real eye opener to me in so many respects. Number one, it was like, oh, Stephanie, you really are in alignment because the fact that, you know, I have all of these people that are drawn to me that wanted me to read them when they right. had their options was a testament, not only to the work that I do, but that I was in alignment. And, you know, when I wasn't doing readings, you know, I was sitting there. So I was just listening to what else was going on. And, you know, to know that not everybody comes from the light when they're giving these readings kind of opened my eyes too, to a lot that I don't know if I just wasn't like aware of, I didn't want to be aware of. I don't know, but what, did you get any kind of feedback in terms of the readers or anything? Everybody said it was good. The tables were small, which I knew. Yeah, we may do. They were fine. Yeah. And I did a lot of advertising as much as I could. And I was so nervous because I'm a people pleaser. And it was good to know that when people were coming in, they're like, how did you hear? Like, oh, we saw it on Facebook. So it was so like great that it kept going out because, you know, the woman that upset me was like, why don't you go out to Wegmans and stand there all day? No, I'm not going to stand there all day. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't it raining? Like you're not going to stand in the rain all day. Yeah. And then put a sign. I couldn't put a sign out because of the hotel rules or whatever, but I did the best that I can. And I get the vendors as well, because when you pay for something, it wasn't that expensive. And actually, I think people did very well. They kept going around and said, how did you do? How did you do? They said they did pretty well. It was in June and I didn't, I'm always afraid to have something outside because of the weather. There's things I learned from, you know, from it, of course, you know, handle myself better. There's nothing I can do. I can't save the world. My father used to be like, why do you try to save the world? I said, because I can, but I can't, I cannot. But you can make a little bit of impact a little at a time. Yeah. And I don't like when people are mad at me and nobody was mad at me, but I felt like responsible. Cause I do think everybody was overall pretty happy. I mean, I was happy with the turnout. I was happy with the death. Yeah. But the fact that you're able to bring people together, I think too, is one of your gifts. Yes, I do. I do have a friend that says never mix friends with friends. And I don't agree with that. Because I just want everybody to get along because I have so many groups of friends. So if I can't be with all of them at the same time, then how are people going to coexist? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, and it's not only that, right? Like, I think a lot of us are sent here to help people find that interconnectedness and right. like live amongst each other. You know, it's, it's. Obviously and you don't have to be best friends with the people. You just take it as they come, you know? Yeah. But now you mentioned that you're an empath and you make sure to, to block a lot of stuff. 
I do. So now what are some of the things that you do to block? I try not to think about it, which is very hard for OCD person. <laughs> okay. So what does that look like? Like I said before, it just all of a sudden it clicks and something happened where like, okay, I don't care. I don't have to care. I don't have to worry about this. I don't have to think about it. And sometimes it'll get me, but then I have to do like exercising, like breathing, exercising and do the why and the what and the this and, you know, talk myself out of it. And it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting being an empath sometimes because I don't really talk about myself that much. And then when you take on other people's problems, it's exhausting. So yeah. you have to refrain, even though, I care. I may not look like I care. Like I have a blank stare sometimes, but I do care, but it's just because I have to protect myself at all times. So you said you don't let it like affect you, but what do you, is there something you like think about other than like, not like telling yourself not to let it bother you? Like what's the actual process you go through? I just try to draw a blank. I don't know what happens really I can't explain it maybe I start watching tv I'll start playing a game and I'll still have it in the back of my head but it doesn't bother me as much I'll write I'll eat (laughs) so anything to shift the energy yeah anything to shift and my house is everybody loves coming here there's the aura is fabulous here I've had tons of witches and psychics and you've been to my house they're like wow I don't even have to sage it (laughs) I mean that's great I I was just saging today to be honest and I think for you it's kind of stepping into this power that you really truly have instead of being so humble about it right I think I'm getting better and better at it you know, I'm always confused about what's the difference between 3D, 5D? I don't get that. It confuses me. What is it? Okay. So these are all, and I think, you know, the way I speak on the podcast, other people probably have this question too. So the 3D is where we currently are. It's the dimension that we are able to be human and a soul at the same time. The 4D, it goes from 1D all the way, like, all the way to like oh. 9D, 10D, all of it. Wow. So these are all dimensions that are running simultaneously together and they're different planes. So it's said that we go into the 4D when we're in that dream state, when you're kind of awake, but you're not really. Okay. What do they call that? The twilight, right? Right. When you're in like that twilight. Then right. the 5D is when you're truly connecting with that was happening a lot last week. It was crazy. I was like, sometimes I shock myself. (laughs) And again, you're too humble about it because I do think if you wanted to develop your gifts, you'd be able to develop them a lot deeper and stronger than you'd ever thought. Probably. (laughs) I don't think I'm, uh, I think I'm meant to help people in different ways. Which is totally cool. Maybe to help them by bringing people together. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, last week was insane. I think I told you I texted somebody out of the blue because sometimes I get the 
in my ear to like text this person, text this person, call this person. And I was like, oh, I don't want to talk to the phone. <laughs> and I just texted this person. I haven't talked to her in like two years. She was one of my face painters. And she was like, I was literally picking up the phone to text you. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a very common thing with people like, oh, I was just about to call you. I think it's different with people that you talk to every day mm-hmm. than versus people that you haven't talked to in years. Then I went back to you said, I know that you don't remember everybody's readings, right? It just goes out the window, right? After you read somebody. Yeah. So you were on your live on Facebook and my friend has a note for me. And I remember you saying the person's going to forget. It's going to go so slow. And then all of a sudden it's going to come back. And sometimes I think about that because, you know, I do have readings. I was like, that didn't happen. And then next thing you know, month down the road you gotta remember because i'm so impatient i want now 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 well, but it's not now 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 right a reading's like six, next six months right within the it could be yeah yeah or next three to six months so i was like oh my god but that was yeah last week was crazy so i know you said that they come to you in your dreams but do you ever yeah. talk to them when you're awake what does that look like or sound like or feel like to you? I think I have a hard time hearing back because I tune it out. I do have messages, but then I think maybe it's, you know, how you your voices in your head or you just don't know. So the week he died, he had a girlfriend and I would call him to see if he was okay. He, was, he died of a drug overdose. I didn't stop caring, but I knew I couldn't help him. And that made me more relaxed. And I was like, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do. So that week I was working and in my ear, it said, he's going to die. He's going to die on Thursday. And I said, you know what? His girlfriend's watching him, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. Thursday, I get the phone call that he died. And I was like, oh my God. Then I took it back and said, there was nothing I could do. There was nothing I could do. So sometimes I'll listen, you know, like I said about the messages and stuff like that. If I feel like it's important, you have to spread the word as long as it doesn't scare me. I don't like to be scared. I don't like to be frightened of my own skin. Yeah. All right. So if you had to give the listeners like one or two tips on being empathic because I feel like that's definitely your strongest sense what would be your two biggest tips on living empathically here on earth be kind and also give people the benefit of the doubt 